Welcome everybody to our first podcast for this unnamed podcast at the time. We are uh, in the process of coming up with a name. Uh, I'd like to introduce my co-host, Jason, who is also my brother. What's up everybody? How you doing? If you listen to Knights of the Video Game Table, I'm the main host and uh, I've talked about him before, I'm sure, many times. Probably all bad. But well, you know. We are whatever, brothers. So whatever works. It works. Uh, this is a new podcast that we're doing that is going to be a, as <clears throat> for right now, once a month podcast and is a uh, sister podcast to Knights of the Video Game Table podcast. So I hope you enjoy and um, a little about what this podcast is going to be. Uh, it's going to be ever-changing, really. One week we might do retro games and next week we might do downloadable games. Um, you know, go through different eras in video games, to discuss them and talk about them. Uh, we're hoping for feedback and lots of it because we want to hear what you guys want to hear, what what you want to hear us talk about. And our, our knowledge is very, very um, major and it's also pretty extensive. But we're humble, of yes, course. You know. Yes, we've been playing <laughs> video games since, well, my brother's three years older than me. He, I've been playing video games since I was about three or four. Uh, he was a, Jeremy was a little intimidated at first yeah, but when we first played games, but once he snapped out of it, he's a hardcore gamer ever since. We've definitely been playing since Atari, though, that's yeah, for sure. Early 80s. I started when I was about one year old. My dad stuck a controller in my hand, you know, that and it worked like because uh, I've been playing them ever since, and I love them. So uh, the whole point of this podcast is to go over just various odd topics, uh, fresh topics, whatever, and uh, discuss and have fun because that's all it should be about is games are fun, and so should this be. And so the feedback we were, uh, my brother mentioned before was if you have an odd topic or a favorite game or just, you know, anything you want to talk about in the gaming history, the history of an odd software company, anything like that, it would be wonderful to hear some ideas because we love talking about all random stuff such as that. Yeah, and um, like I said, it's going to be changing. The, the topic will be changing pretty much every episode. Uh, we may revisit com or topics or you know, do topics more than once if they're if they're big topics. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um basically yeah, we just wanna have fun with it and create a a fun to listen to podcast. All we're looking for is to have more fun than Superman sixty four was for the N yes, N sixty four. So yes. if we can beat that then I think we're doing well. So I'm I'm assuming that you're here because you've listened to the Knights of the Video Game Table podcast. So I'm not gonna spend too much time talking about myself. If you've been listening to the KVGT for any amount of time, you know who I am, and you know uh, probably the majority of my video game history. I'm heavily into role-playing games now and past. Favorite uh, role-playing game ever has changed recently, but it's still a close tie between Mass Effect 2, Final Fantasy 6, and Final Fantasy 4. Interesting. You throw Mass Effect in there. Oh now, yeah, right? Mass Effect Two. I know you loved it, but I didn't. And know you Mass loved Effect it that One, much. but uh, Mass Effect Two blew it out of the water. Yeah, it did. I'll agree with in that. In a lot of ways. Unfortunately, it got rid of some of the RPG aspects, and it's more action than RPG now, more shooter than RPG. And your PS3 owners are pretty lucky because I hear you guys got the Supreme Edition with an ins included comic book to let you know what happened when you got gypped from not getting the earlier yeah, game. Yeah, so I will pretty be cool. buying that soon. So. Even though I already have it on That tells you what kind of gamer he is, because I would never buy a game I already own on another system. However, I get to borrow it from him, so I'm happy about they've that. They've changed a lot. Yeah, I understand that. Um, so, yeah, other than that, like like he, like we already talked about, I've been playing games my whole life. My dad is a gamer, has been since the original Atari came out. So, you know, we were born and bred into gaming. We watched him play Fantasy Star 1 
as my mom mapped the dungeons because back then there was no strategy guides or internet. Only it was 1-800-USA-SEGA, yes, and if they couldn't help you, you were doing it yourself. Yeah, my mom would uh, spend hours sometimes on the bigger caves, and it's funny. Graphing out on graph paper. Yeah, on graph Good paper. memories. It's funny because I just recently played over Final, or Final Fantasy, uh, Fanstar 1. With the help of a guide and all the maps already done for me, that game is short game. It's when, easy when with know, that, yeah. When you know exactly where you're going and everything. I just I did the same with Fantasy Star 2, one of my favorite uh, I, Fantasy Stars, of course. And uh, back in the day, oh, what a hell of a hard game. Now I breezed through it in 20 hours, no problem, built up, yep. killed, killed the big boss that I could never beat back in the day. It's amazing what you can do with a little strategy guide. Yeah, I also, right after Fantasy Star, I beat Fantasy Star 2, got into Fantasy Star 3, and... Well, yeah, that game kind of sucked for a fantasy star. Well, I hear the um, ending, like the second half of the game is really good. But, but you have to play the first half yeah, the second half, and, and that's the whole problem. And the first half is so slow. The system, the fighting system, combat system is slower than 2 and everything. Yeah, it is. Um, Morgan Webb from G, G, G4 uh, X-Play, that's her favorite game is uh, Fantasy Star 4. 4 or, or 3. Sorry, three. Four was a great game. Four was awesome, and um, I can't wait to be playing that one. But don't think that we're just on RPGs all the time. It just happens that those are kind of our the stick in your mind. And if you're an RPG player, you know how it is—the stories yeah. and the 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 images, especially back then. You know, spoiler alert: when Nye dies in Fantasy oh, Star no. Two, you, you know mm -hmm. you'll you'll never uh, forget that. Kind of like Arius when she died in FF Seven. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. But I mean, we played the original baseball on Atari and we played it so much that the, ca the case broke and all we had is the chip we wrapped some black tape around oh, it so I we wouldn't shock that. ourselves and stick it in the system and still play it like that you oh know? yeah we, I mean we, we played everything and, and back in the day games like Ghouls and Ghosts and you know they were hard you die you go back to the beginning of the stage yes. and it, it's so frustrating we used to break controllers Ghouls and, then and Ghosts was relentless mom and dad said no more breaking controllers or else you didn't get no more so we learned to throw them into the pillow it helped <laughs> it did help um, yeah and, and another reason we're probably Hardcore into RPGs, like I said, our dad always liked RPGs. He still does. Yeah. I just bought him uh, Star Ocean International for PS3. Actually, he was the first one out of us to get a PS3. Yeah. Well, we bought it for him. Yeah, we bought it for him, but still. <laughs> you know, it was for the Blu-ray, but you know, the the whole uh, video game system is kind of extra. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's nice uh, to be able to for him to be able to or that he still plays. Yeah. Um. Other than that, lately, for me, um. I've been into a lot more shooters, but not so into them that I play them all the time. I mean, I've, I've played some Halo, Halo Reach, um, uh, also Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, and Assassin's Creed 2 are just awesome games. I guess for me, it kind of shows what kind of a gamer I am is. In the last couple months, I've played the heck out of Donkey Kong Country Returns. Excellent game. I recommend it to anybody that likes any kind of an action platformer. Um, Civ 5, uh, that game was a total time waster. I love it to death, but I, I almost played it too much. I had to take a break. Mm -hmm. um, I played Pokemon Gold, because uh, it is a great RPG. Don't let people uh, hate on it, because it's a great game. Um, What's it called? Uh, Ten Shin Megami Tensei yeah. for, or for the DS. Pretty good game. Um, I just bought Ogre Battle 64 yesterday for the Virtual Console. Um, my brother for Christmas bought me a really random PS1 game called Zeram Zone. <laughs> it's a Japanese import game that neither of us have ever saw, but that's pretty cool. I haven't checked it out yet because I don't have a PS1 that's in working condition right now that I could play an import game on. Yeah, that's um, true. What else? You know, all kinds of stuff like that. On the Xbox, I was recently playing uh, Magic the Gathering card game. And uh, what just 
random ass games, and that's what yeah. that's that's the kind of stuff I love. You won't find me on Modern Warfare 2 boards too much or Black Ops like that. I mean, I enjoyed Modern Warfare 2 for quite a while, but I'm not one of those people that play it for a year. Yeah, even He'll, even Halo Reach, I played it off and on. It's a lot of fun to get aggression out, but. I'm still low level and and there's so many games out there. Why get stuck on one? That's why MMOs. I love them. I played WoW for a year, but I couldn't do it anymore because I missed a year of other games. Played Final Fantasy XI for a year or two, but at the same time, it's kind of cool because now I go back to that year and there's all these games I didn't play. True. So, and they're all cheap now. Well, imagine how I feel right now. Right now, I'm, I'm halfway addicted to WoW again. I'm halfway addicted. Don't do to it. DC Universe Online. It's worse than crack. And I'm. Waiting to be addicted to Final Fantasy XIV. Mm. I have all three game subscriptions right now. That's crazy. Although I'm only paying for one at the current time, but well, that's all right then. But yeah, uh, so I mean, go ahead and talk a little about your, I mean, more about your history, I guess, if you. The history of video games in what, in our household. Yeah. It began with Atari, and my dad got the Atari 5200. My grandpa had an Atari 2600, so we could go over to his house and play with him. Uh, he went and bought the Atari 800 because it was kind of a word processing. Uh, it came with a keyboard, and the games were little, you know, you put them in the keyboard. Um, it was just uh, all good back then. The Atari was great, and then we moved on to the Sega Master System. We never had a Nintendo, believe it or not, not until no, I was not older. Much later. And when I bought it off eBay in the nice new box, and you know, I got the gray gun, so I don't have the stupid orange one. I got the one year that they produced the gray gun. Oh, I, I made sure that. I get that one. Yep. Um, mint in almost mint in box. I'm the part of the styrofoam is messed up a little bit, but oh. um, you know, we went from Sega Master System to Genesis. We were Sega boys when we were kids. Although we weren't like the fanboys, we would love to go to other people's houses and play Nintendo and Street Super Fighter. Nintendo. Super Street Fighter. S- Street Fighter Two. Two, Super Street Fighter Two, Mortal Kombat. You know. Those oh, fighting games back in the day. Genesis, oh yeah, definitely. A B A C A B B. You gotta remember that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's so many great games on those 16-bit platforms. Uh, that was my favorite era, and it still is, probably because I was uh, early teen or uh, yeah. you know, late, late 12, 11 years old. And mine, they just, you know, mine was a little longer after Genesis. We went to uh, Saturn. Saturn and then PlayStation and, and then 64. And between that's when we started to have a little well, money. We were, we were teenagers. Well, that's when I had, yeah. But between Saturn and Dreamcast. I guess you were Dream- a little younger than me still. Well, and Dreamcast was the system. Oh, no, I bought Saturn. That's right. Mm-hmm. Saturn was probably my favorite system followed by Dreamcast. Dreamcast was the best system in the world. And just too bad how that system died. Um, well, it's you know, Sega. If, if you're listening to this podcast, you've got to be a video game fan and you know how good the Dreamcast was. And it's unfortunate it only lasted for two years because it had so many wonderful games on that thing that are still coming back on other consoles today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sega and Sega is now bringing back a lot of those games, like you said, on uh, PlayStation 3 or Xbox. Mm-hmm. Or I heard even Crazy Taxi was remade, even though I heard they took out the Offspring tracks, which really pissed me off because that's one of the best parts of that yeah, game. Yeah, everyone's saying, don't, don't bother downloading the game, just go buy it. For mm-hmm. whatever system, because it was on multiple systems oh, after yeah. that. After that, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we had a Sega Game Gear. Um, we took that thing everywhere on trips. Yeah, Mom we and Dad used to say, "Put that thing away and look X-Men. at the scenery." Well, the scenery was the Game Gear. Yeah. That was the best thing, you know. I remember going to Tahoe, Lake Tahoe, and and playing X Men when we were getting there. And that's exactly what Mom was mm-hmm. like. Turn it off. Look at the lake. I'm like, but I gotta beat this part. And we were never wealthy. We lived in apartments as kids and stuff like that. So. Like the Genesis, we saved up for a whole year, our allowance, a whole year. $10 a month for me, $8 or $7 a month for my bro. We put it together. My mom was our bank, and she yep. she uh, saved our money. And one day, my dad says, go down and get my jacket out of the car. I pick up the jacket, and there's a Genesis in there. <laughs> and that was like 
Oh, it was because we Christmas. didn't have we didn't have quite enough money yet. Yeah, they, they ended up covering. They, they covered like the tax or twenty yeah. bucks extra or whatever. Yeah. But then, uh, yeah, when we were kids, we saved up all our money. I remember I saved fifty four dollars so I could buy Spider Man for the Genesis. Wow. You know, and things like that. And then it, it took was, five months to save that money. And then it was nice when he got a job because he yep. was three years older than me. He started buying games and. I didn't have to worry about it for a while. At that time, I, you know, my life was games. Unfortunately, now I have fiance and responsibilities and stuff, and so I don't get that new game or two new games every month. But man, at that point, it was a couple new games a month. Hundred bucks was nothing because I was making money, and who cares, right? You're you're 16, 17 years old. What do you got to pay for except maybe insurance and yeah. games, and you know, go out to the movies sometimes. So yep. those were good days. I didn't get that luxury until I worked for Electronic Arts. Um, mm-hmm. which was when I was, I want to say, I was 20 because I had a lot of 21-year-olds who went out and had a drink at lunch, and I couldn't. Uh, so, yeah, I was 20, and I was able to buy a lot of games, especially through EA, because they give such a good discount to their employees. Yep, well, I remember they used that. To. That was pretty good times. Yeah. But, I mean, now we pretty much play all games, and actually I'm 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 very much a retro gamer. Yeah. I love the old games, and you should see my Wii console. I have about you know 30, 35. I mean, it. I I hate to do it, but I have to do it because you can't find these games for five or six bucks. I bought Shining Force Two. I bought Secret of Mana. Yeah, if you I actually want to play Super em. Punch Out. I bought you know, and Bonk's Adventure. All these cool ass games that you never see anywhere else, or you have to go on eBay and really look it up because and, a lot and of them. Then they're expensive. Yeah, they're expensive. A lot of them they haven't remade, and I don't. ROMs are okay. Don't get me wrong. I like to play ROMs, but I kind of got out of that because I like the I like the controller. I like to look at it on the TV. So cool. like I like I said, I bought Ogre Battle 64 last night, and I never played it because at the time it was very expensive for the 64 and it was hard to find. Now I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Really? That's, yeah. that's good. Yeah. It's an interesting little game. Never played one quite like it. I I uh, as much as I I think that digital content is the way of the future for most media. I don't think video games will always be there or totally be there. Maybe not anytime soon, anyway. Well, if they are, you know, what's nice is our collection is going to go up in value. Yes, but I just can't. I just can't bring myself to buy games on virtual console a lot. Um, yeah, I understand. You know what is easy for me to do? It's because it's five dollars. Especially, I can, I yeah. Can, I can I can justify that rather than paying sixty-five dollars for the newest game for Xbox or PS3. It's very hard for me to do that anymore because I see the value of money, and I'm financially minded because that's what I studied yeah. in school. So, I, so you and buy a game and immediately it's only worth twenty-five dollars. Yeah, and also so, for me, you mentioned ROMs, and the thing is, like, if if I was gonna buy, if I was gonna play a game. Uh, that's let's say just came out for Wii's virtual console, and we already have it on Genesis or something. I'm just gonna play the ROM anyway. Because yeah, there's no benefit well, to buying. I it. never buy a game that I already have, except I can't say that because I did buy Shining Force Two. Well, that's I a love the game to I death, bought, you know. We bought Shining Force Two on uh, uh, Game Boy too. <laughs> Shining Force One only. I oh. wish they had two. Okay. I bought Shining Force One on Game Boy Advance. Well, there you go. Yeah, you're right. That game's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, Super Smash Brothers Melee. <laughs> so I just had to throw that in there because that's uh, probably the game I played most of my life. Went to tournaments, played national tournaments and stuff like that. Very fun. Very fun. But uh. Yeah, we've uh, well, I've actually never been in any as big as him, but he's been in tournaments and. Where people flew in from Japan across the United States. The blockbuster you know. one. Yeah, they were called TG. Yeah, or the Blockbuster tournament back in the day. Yeah, that w- they had Blockbuster tournaments at the Blockbuster Video Store, and uh, the one I actually won the local for Castro Valley and Hayward, and I got a year's free Blockbuster rentals, and uh, I can't remember what video else games, it was. Yeah, a couple of video games. A nice, but you cool had 
card with Char Char Charmander on it. That's right. <laughs> you had to play a. You had to play Sonic 3, NBA Jam TE, and you had to get the highest score, and I managed to do that in the, our little area. So that's just, you know, it shows you how much we play games. That's all. Not trying to brag or oh, boast at all. but It's, it's, it's your just podcast. It's you can brag. Yeah, I'm not that. I don't like to. Uh, it's just me. I'll talk about the shit, but, you know. Well, you know. I, won't, I, I don't want to say, oh, I won awards because I play games. Yeah, you it's, know? It's, like, it's come the on. same thing. That, that's why I, I always name drop uh, that I worked for Electronic Arts and Sega, though. Yeah, well, that's cool. Those are cool things. I worked for myself, and but I didn't pay very well, so I fired yeah. myself. I um, also have a few awards, but nothing major. Um, I I was a professional gamer for a short period of time. Didn't really do much with that. My clan never really went anywhere in Battlefield 2 for PC. But it was still fun. The schedule, I just, even with MMOs, this is why I always end up quitting MMOs or starting an alt is I just can't get dedicated to a time schedule for a video game. Because video games shouldn't run your life. You should run a video game. Yeah. And I, no no offense to those people that are addicted to WoW, because I understand. I played it too. But if you're, if you're, you know, that's why they put those messages on the freaking MMOs. Yeah. Final Fantasy fourteen. I, I got that because I, I loved eleven, but unfortunately fourteen sucks ass. But, right you now. know, every time you log on, it says, please do not forget your family and friends and jobs and all that kind of crap. Yeah. And I understand why, because some people do. You hear about EverQuest causing people to die because they played 60 hours straight and didn't eat or poop or anything like that. Well, and it, it does happen very rarely, The classic rarely, one you know? is the um, guy who his friend got into his account sold a sword and um, he committed suicide over it. That's insane. I, I'm I sure you guys have Korea seen that. I think it was Tosh.0 that the kid, his WoW account was, uh, he wouldn't, his parents wouldn't let him go on so he threw a temper tantrum and yeah. slammed himself around his room and stuff. You know, I laugh at that stuff because I think people just take life way too seriously, especially, come on, video game. Game yeah. is supposed to be fun. Well, yeah, that's the thing that pe people, I mean, it's okay to take it seriously but these days, people take it too seriously. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I was just thinking about it, and, and I'm not going to name anyone specifically. I got back onto WoW, and I'm currently just going to school online, so I have a lot of my mornings free because that's when I usually play video games. And so I get on WoW, and there's people on that just make me wonder. I know that they're not in school. What are they doing on at noon? Their mm -hmm. time, or well, they don't have a job. Eleven o'clock their time, but they lost their job, or they yeah. just choose not to have one, and because they live in their parents' basement, and their parents pay fifteen dollars a month. And to I play was say, I know they're all older too. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the thing; they're all older than me because uh, our guild originally, the guild I'm in, is uh, was a mature guild, mm -hmm. uh, eighteen and up only. Right, and that was three years ago when I started getting into this guild. So now it's twenty-one and up. Well, no, they actually <laughs> let younger <laughs> people in. I know, three years. I know, <laughs> but they actually let younger people in now. But, mm. um. And and that's another reason, though, talking about raiding schedules and stuff, that's the reason I ended up becoming a healer with my druid is because um, when you're a healer, you can drop in and out of raids. That's why I was a white mage in Final Fantasy XI because it's the only person that's guaranteed to be in a party yep. every time. And I could get on two minutes, although the and, – and I hope that my uh, guild lead uh, doesn't ever listen to this because I really took advantage of this. But back then when I was raiding with them, I would uh, I would know that if I was home – and and I was gonna play two minutes before a raid. You get in. There. I would get in, mm -hmm. and uh, even though she specifically told everybody else except for me that you have to check in the day before and you have to be on a half hour. I before. like how you incriminate yourself on well, the podcast. Uh, she was cool. I'm just kidding. She was cool, but and she doesn't play anymore, which makes you, me sad. You know what I think ruined a lot of uh, online gaming for me 
is the inclusions of microphone and voice chat. I hate it. I never use it. And you know why? Because I don't need to hear you talk crap. I don't want to hear you say anything when I'm playing. Street Fighter 4, I love the game to death, but I'll never play with the mic on. I'll never play with it up. Oh, same here. And it's just because people are so rude. People are idiots. And I understand this is the whole an anonymity because you're behind a, you're yeah. in your house behind a TV. Nobody can, it's like the internet. But you know what? People, people got to realize that it's not. It makes it unfun for other people. Yeah. Like well, that's exactly why. Um, I, unless it's friends, I, I, well, unless well, yeah, it's you friends, can talk trash fun, but you never know what they're trying to do online. You know what I'm saying? To... Unless I'm talking to friends or guild members on that chat, I, I don't use chat. Right. And even when I'm talking to guild members or raid members, mm -hmm. I'm usually silent. I listen because you know, like, uh, wow, it's so much easier to do raids if you have the voice chat. If right. You have I a understand. Person in your ear telling you this is the strategy and everything. But um, other than that, I totally agree. Like uh, DC Universe Online, I think they're a horrible mistake they made. Not only did they make... Um, it's not Marvel? Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, not only did they make uh, voice chat on by default, but they made push to talk off by default. So yeah, that means that's someone like me who didn't know that until recently, everything I said while I was in a party or did or my TV was heard to them. But you were muted because <laughs> you pushed to talk and it was off. No, I wasn't touching. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to talk. I didn't know it was on. I oh, had my I sound see. off. I don't gotcha. want to hear them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's like a, a battlegrounds basically equivalent, mm -hmm. and it's four versus four. And they were probably hearing my TV, hearing anything I was saying while I was playing. And then I finally realized it, and I turned it off. And it's it's just to me that's why I have it on that on by default. And there is room for voice chat for games like Modern Warfare 2 and you know the one game I, I loved voice chat because <laughs> it was fun is Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2 I played on Steam. Oh really? And, uh, oh yeah super fun when you're playing with some friends and all of a sudden someone's ah help me help me I'm dying ah! You yeah. Know, yeah. yeah. Well, like I said with friends it's it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, well, actually. Was, yeah I'll never forget that incident with Street Fighter 4 I wanted to killed the guy. I was so frustrated yeah. with him. He's talking crap. And just a brief story real quick. Sorry to interrupt, bro, but I bought this controller, a six-button arcade stick uh, at a at the WonderCon convention. And it was the coolest thing. It was, a, it was made for Street Fighter. But the reaction time for the buttons were off. And it was a horrible, horrible controller. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to play with this thing. I'm thinking I'm bad at Street Fighter. I go back to the old Xbox pad, which sucks for uh, fighting games. And I was kicking ass. Yeah. So I re and then the guy was talking, oh, this is all you can do with Ryu? I was like, oh, dude. And he, he's like, blah, 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 blah. And just talking crap all day. And then he writes me a message afterwards telling me how bad I, he beat me and wow. stuff. I was like, okay. I, and so I, 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 I did what I usually don't. And I wrote back quite a bit. And said, "Is this how you treat your family? Well, I hate to be married to you, but you know." <laughs> I just got, gave it to him a little back, but you know, it's like that kind of stuff just yeah. pisses me well, off. Just those people do it to, to get to you. They I know, don't, I that's know. the thing. And usually, you, you can't let it get to you, but sometimes it's that's like when you're arguing with your lady. If, if you argue, it makes it worse. If you don't argue, it's not as hard. Yeah. It's hard. But when they keep pushing your buttons, you cannot stop yourself. Sometimes. Yeah, and as, as I'm sure the listeners know, um, if they've listened to my other podcast, Patrick loves to talk crap on. Xbox, um, which we're still surprised he hasn't gotten banned yet. But <laughs> well, didn't he get a bunch of accounts banned? No, he. That's oh, for his name, huh? He, yeah, his name has been reported because he doesn't threaten really. I mean, he you know he he threatens in-game stuff, but he doesn't like threaten family or anything. He's not he's not like those people. Those are the kind of people that get your account banned. The ones mm. that threaten pers you know you personally. Right. No, uh, Patrick goats people on. Oh, yeah. And he made he's made he actually made a, a young kid cry once on accident. He felt yeah. bad about it. Well, he should feel bad. But bully. Yeah, basically he's he's an online bully, but not. I mean that's Patrick, and 
people who play with them know about it, and it's funny because it's it's funny to listen to. But I, it, there's people much worse than him. Oh, I know. That's that. what I was gonna say. Patrick's there's cool. People much worse I, than I know him. Patrick personally. No, he's all right. For me, you know, he's a cool guy. The only uh, voice chat is with friends. I I never voice chat with random people. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss the old days of the Genesis where your voice chat was when you're talking next to your your friend yeah. who's playing. Well, I, I still prefer that. Or four player games back in the Super Nintendo and Genesis. Yeah, by the adapters. I remember Sega Saturn, 10, ten player Bomberman in college. That was the best Bomberman ever. <laughs> Even though you're tinier than hell, you're like four sprites. But man, just oh, you have yeah. a screwdriver right before that, and then you play some Bomberman. It was a, some of the funnest experience I ever had. Local multiplayer. Well, what makes me mad about local multiplayer these days is they don't make the split screens as good as they should. Well, they don't care anymore because they think everyone has online now. Like Borderlands is a great example of multiplayer. Uh, Done well. Split no. Done not well. I thought you said you liked it. Oh no no. Yeah, that's right. Local split screen is off. Your menu, you have to scroll left and right to see parts of your menu. Because you know the menu, if if you hit the menu, it's it takes up like three fourths of the screen. Oh, so they didn't miniaturize the menu. They didn't miniaturize the just... same size, and and you can't see a whole lot. They should have done to- uh, split screen up and top and bottom instead of left and right, mm. in my opinion. Well, Borderlands menu is one of the. I love that game, but the menu is the worst part of the game. Yeah. By far. Equipping items and stuff, come on. There's a lot easier way to do that. Yeah. Well, let's hope, uh, speaking about menu items, let's hope Mass Effect 3 is better than 1, but not as streamlined as 2. That's what my hopes are. I hope they bring back some sort of customization. Ah, good luck with that. Well, usually when, usually when they had One Direction, they don't go back. Yeah, but the Especially pu- with the commercial success that Mass Effect oh, 2 had. Yeah, but the public is saying they want inventory. Oh, okay. Well, so, cool. we'll see. Hey, feedback is important. Yeah, especially Bioware. Yeah, Bioware's Bioware pretty, pretty and Bethesda. They're good at that kind of stuff. Bethesda? Maryland? Bethesda. I know. Okay, I, know. I was about to say, do you, know, you do know, I one know. of your favorite games, Oblivion. I know. They make a lot of good games. Um, but yeah, you kind of, you guys kind of get the general, the gist of our podcast here. We're just talking about cool old video games, cool new video games. I mean, video games in general. Yeah. Like I was saying, Civ Five, awesome game. Um, I wouldn't recommend it to people that have a life though, because it will <laughs> suck your energy. And my, oh man, my neck was killing me because I, I, I don't sit at. I'm not a computer gamer too much. I'm not a PC gamer because I like consoles. I like the controller, like I mentioned earlier. But I sat at the PC for six hours straight. I haven't done that since Final Fantasy XI, probably. And man, I remember why Final yeah. Fantasy XI gave me carpal tunnel. Yeah. I mean, thank goodness for Hop Keto, or else I'd still wow. have a carpal tunnel. Six hours, I think maybe it would have been Final Fantasy for me also. I played Final maybe, Fantasy wow. 24 hours in a session once. That was insane. Well, uh, my my infamous day in my mind from Final Fantasy 11 was uh, breeding my chocobo. Do you remember? Did you, you had do it personally? Once an hour for six hours, yes. <laughs> once an hour for six hours. Oh, I remember that stuff. I did it, I think, all in one night. You did it three or four times? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I don't. It was something like that. Well, but I did it years. after... Grinding to level twenty and then finding my way, was it Junon? Juno. Juno. The middle city. Yeah, Juno, and fighting my way to Juno. So I had already been playing probably four or five hours, three, four, five hours, and then I did the whole chocobo thing. I fell asleep at the keyboard during the last hour, and woke up just like a minute before. Fed him, got my chocobo, and fell back asleep on the keyboard. Nice. And then I woke back up and. Oh, that's I fell asleep many times playing that game. Yeah, that's how much I loved Eleven. PSO, another great game. I just thought about because my friend Ben, 
He was big time PSO. Now he doesn't like MMOs, but he loved PSO, Fantasy Star Online for the Dreamcast. Great, great game. And uh, I just bring it up because, or wait, not Dream. Yeah, we played it for Dreamcast. That's right, because it came out on uh, GameCube too. But we we killed it on Dreamcast. He would play so much that you know we were college uh, dorm mates and stuff, and I'd come in the you know, one in the morning or something, and he'd be sitting on his couch with the head down, and his character would be just walking into the wall because he passed out playing the game. And I remember he did that more than once, and that yeah. just shows you certain people, the love for these games that just, sleep can't even stop us from playing sometimes. Yeah, well, uh, WoW has never done that to me. I, I mean, sure, WoW's, I might have... WoW's so... I hate that game. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that game because it's so good, but it's so bad. Yeah, and I'm back into it. I'm, I just hit uh, 82 yesterday. Good luck with school. Well, no... I'm not going to let it get in the way of my school. I'm so close to graduating. Or you're not going to let school get in the way of WoW? Yes. Let me know. <laughs> um, well, uh, one more thing I wanted to bring up. Every now and then during the podcast, I just kinda, I'll just kind think of a random game that's great. And I just thought of one, and a lot of people probably never played it, but it was called Warsong for the Sega oh, Genesis. I hated and, that game until well, I was It was older. because it was tough. It was very hard for a young person. It was a very hard strategy game. Uh, I bought it recently for 30 bucks. Nice copy of it off of eBay probably about a year ago. And I played it twice, right back to back, and it's just one of the best strategy games of that era. And it doesn't get the recognition it deserves, and a lot of games don't, uh, because people didn't play those kind of games back then, or they were just limited in scope and you know, yeah. or or in distribution. They were. Very, it was very different. Um, yeah, it, it was. was a PC game on console. Is that what it was. Is. Yeah, it was. That was pretty much it. And uh, you so know, kind of games were actually. Only PC yeah, last week sort. I bought. Remember I told you I bought Decap Attack. Oh yeah. For, I found it for three bucks at a local uh, mom and pop store. Mint condition. The only problem is there's slight uh, markings on the label, but the instructions were a nine out of ten. The box was a ten out of ten. The game was an eight out of ten. I got it for three bucks, and you know it's just that kind of stuff. I love to find because it not oh, only yeah. not only does it add to our collection, which is about seven hundred now for games over about twenty five to thirty platforms. We have about seven hundred games. Yeah, I know. I told you this, but I wish I'd gotten that uh, strategy guide for uh, Final Fantasy One original mint condition. Um, it's not worth too much. It's only worth about twenty, twenty-five bucks. It'll be, it'll go up eventually. Though. But that I was, kind of stuff will. I was so close to getting it for like five dollars plus five dollars shipping. You should have. Well, the guy, um, I'm pretty sure he, uh, he bid on it himself. Sold it for crack. Oh, yeah. because or had someone bid on it for him because all of a sudden, it was it twenty dollars. It was up high, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll get it for fifteen. All of a sudden, I kept bidding. Nope, over, over, over. Yep, and it didn't I make know. any sense. Well, you just got to keep looking. You know how that stuff works. Sometimes oh, you get yeah. lucky. That's eBay for you. Oh, I got I got lucky with the Super Nintendo boxed. Uh, I'd say the box is a nine out of ten. The inside, the Super Nintendo is almost a ten out of ten. It's almost perfect. The controllers, everything it came with, the, the styrofoam. But not only did I get that for eighty dollars off eBay, but it came with eight games. Practically mint in box, ranging from The Lion King and all these great Super Nintendo games, and four more games that were not in the box. He just threw it in, all for eighty bucks. I mean, it was a wonderful steal because I find Super Nintendo at, in this shape. I find it in some retail stores for over a hundred. You know? Yeah, and, Super Nintendo is. And so yeah. eBay can be a great source, and that's why once I get uh, a more income coming in, um, I'm going to be going on there and looking well, for those lots. You know, I really want to get back into, and uh, I know you've had a little experience. We've had a little experience. Is um, the uh, storage, buying storage units. Oh, yeah. Well, it's harder now because it's more popular, It's more popular, but I talked to somebody. That I, I recently bought, Jason, a PlayStation 1 display. 
<laughs> yep. Um, the kind that you used to see blockbuster in, video. Oh, that one was blockbuster video. The kind you usually see in Sears, blockbuster video. It has the panels on the side, and then you, uh, the display is inside the like the lower part, and has a little like 16 or 15 inch uh, CRT TV in the top, and the logo at the top lights Spe up when you turn nice it on. Nice speakers. You know. Speakers to work pretty good. Yeah, so. they work okay. And um, I I picked that up. Uh, I forgot how much I, I know. Paid for what it. the hell? You said thirty-five or something? No, it was more than that. No, I don't think so. I don't know. All I know is max. all I know is that uh, I know what the hell am I gonna do with it, bro? An extremely good <laughs> price. And the person that had it, I talked to him, and she says that they run into video games. They they pay fifty, sixty dollars for uh, storage units, and in the back of that storage unit is like a fifteen hundred dollar uh, uh, arcade machine from yeah, the nineties. That'll happen. And they they said that this is. I'm pretty sure this is how they make their living. Those. The, it's a husband and wife. We could do it too. We just have to have the capital. That's the yeah, problem. Yeah, and that you, stuff. you have to be able to put, and you have to have. To me, you have to have a storage unit of your own. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, Otherwise, you store it at your mom and dad's house like we did, and you know they <laughs> get frustrated a after a while. There. Yeah. Hey, those bird cages are nice. They're they're worth. I looked it up. They're worth a couple hundred each. Oh yeah, I and know. I'll sell them for fifty each. They're one's four by two by two. The other one's probably uh, just a tiny bit smaller. Yeah. Beautiful. So for sale, you know. But um. <laughs> But um, no, the, the, they also said they found they were going through this um, one thing that had all kinds of bedroom furniture. They opened their drawer and there was a Dreamcast in great condition and like 50 games for Dreamcast. Mm. And they spent hardly they spent what they made the, all their money back on the furniture. Well, remember that one you bought? Part of the furniture. Sorry to uh, change the subject a bit, but remember that Dreamcast lot you found? Oh, oh and I, PS PS One. That was that was yeah. I, I poor it's that dude. Worth about five hundred dollars. That was my mom. I'd have to kill her. I bought it for all eighty. No, he he's uh, he's one who wanted to sell it. It was he fifty bucks only. Eighty. Remember? Eighty or sixty, something no, like that. Because you got you got the, I mean Alundra paid for it so right there. Mm. Those games that we got with that was, we got the two arcade sticks for the Dreamcast. Dream, the Dreamcast, Dreamcast system, two arcade sticks. Twenty games, ten games for um, PS One from you know ranging from. I'm trying to think what was the rare game the rare game we got in it, with it. Um, for we got Skies of Arcadia. No, uh, it was a PS One game. Well, there was quite a few PS One yeah. games that were rare. We got uh, uh, Valkyrie, Val That's Valkyrie Chronicles, Val or Valkyrie, Valkyrie Profile, Profile which um, is which is like an eighty game alone. Right Alundra, there. Uh, we got Cart quite a few uh, RPGs, which you know, as you guys probably yeah. know, they're, they're the ones that increase in value because they have the most sentimental value a lot of times. Yeah, and this guy was he he's going he was going away to medical school, med school. I guess he already finished regular school. He's going to med school. If he's and that smart, I don't think he's that smart because he sold his games. Well, he <laughs> probably didn't know what they were worth. I know, I'm just you know? teasing. And I got it for, uh, I think the whole thing, the Dreamcast, I think, the Dreamcast bundle, I think, was 60 and then I think, or 50 and then I paid the extra, I think it was 80 for everything. Oh, okay. And, uh, Still definitely worth it. I looked it all up, it's like five, six, worth five or $600. Mm -hmm. You did well in that one. Yeah. But the whole point of the story is that if you guys like old savings. games and collect, go out and check stuff out. I mean, there was no point to that story, I just wanted to tie it up and no, move on to the next No, but garage sales and stuff, is, that's where yeah. I'm going to be as soon as I get some more money. But uh, I don't know. You want to close this one out since it is just the intro show? Yeah, we'll close this one out, and um, within the next probably couple weeks, we will have another one of these up. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, um, right now we don't have a direct email or a direct web page, but you can go. You can get to us through the Knights of the Video Game Table homepage, which you can be which can be found at kvgt04 dot blogspot dot com and you can also go ahead and email us if you want to at kvgto4 at gmail dot com for now um, by the time we have maybe our second or third episode we'll have our own web page and um, our own email address but we'll always be linked to the Knights of the Video Game Table podcast um, web page because this is just the first in a series of uh, 
um, podcast that we're trying to make a family of of podcasts. Aww, you know, a ring, podcast family. ring, and um, you know, so and like mentioned before, feedback is you know, I know for myself, I never leave feedback. I'm just not that kind of person, but. Uh, a little direction, a little feedback on the type of games, or if you think we should dedicate each session to an era or a system or a type of games, you know, that's what we're looking for. We want to kind of like, uh, we want to cover all topics, but we want to get in-depth in certain topics so we can really have good discussions about them. Yeah, and I think we'll probably start um, with our next episode with with something retro, definitely. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be handhelds or a specific genre, but we'll see, and uh, so I hope you listen to us. I hope you enjoyed this and hearing a little about us, and I hope you tune in next time. Until next time, same bat time, same bat channel. Peace out.